Welcome to Spirit School. My name is Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. I am the host of your Spirit School, where I will share all the lessons and learnings that I have uncovered through my intuitive development and mediumship development journey. I am a professional psychic and medium, an intuitive teacher and mentor, and I look forward to walking alongside you on this journey. everyone and welcome back to Spirit School. I am so excited to have my guest Rochelle here who is also known as the Angel Alchemist. And I first met Rochelle back in 2017 when we discovered that we were both part of Kyle Gray's Angel Tribe together. And we're on Zoom video right now so I'm, I'm blessed to be able to see her beautiful face and I see the Kyle Gray images behind you and I just have always loved and admired how passionate you have been about angels and about, I even just learned about dragons from you in your Instagram the other day. So I was like, oh, we got to have Rochelle on. We got to have this conversation. I want to know all about you. And I want the spirit school listeners to know like how you serve the world of spirit, how you like to show up as your authentic and healing self and a little bit about your journey. So I'll hand it over to you to kind of introduce yourself and anything you want our listeners to know. Thank you, Danielle. Yeah, it's such an honor to be here. And I'm so excited to dive into all things spiritual because this is my jam. I can talk about this all day and all night. <laughs> so, <laughs> so for my journey, um, so I'll start with like what I do. So how spirit really works with me is I love looking at eliminating beliefs, stuck energetics, where the trauma is and these trauma locks and really about how we don't realize how much our childhood impresses upon us. And we really, when we can stop and pause and think about, well, like, why do I see the world with this filter? Or why do I feel guarded with certain people or certain conversations? We really can open up to like a brand new reality when we are able to shift and bring some consciousness and awareness to these beliefs that just need to heal. And so I love how spirit works with me. Often people reference me as a holistic counselor, even though I'm not certified, but it's just how spirit really navigates that world as they show me the etheric tapestry, so to speak. So I actually can energetically kind of tweak the matrix. So, and like connect you to your blueprint and just clear out a lot of the stuff that's in the way. And like through the years, I've done this with the angels. I've done this through crystalline energies and dragons, which are phenomenal beings. Um, and I've also had those moments where I'm like, am I crazy? <laughs> like, am I just like, what? <laughs> but then I'm like in it. I'm like, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so um, It's really been an honor to like dive into these realms. And the most efficient way I have now discovered to do this is through the Akashic records. And so most of the time I'll do the work through the field of the Akasha and the record keepers are just so phenomenal at like really showing where the root of a situation or a problem occurs. And I love how people might think they know what it is, but then when we really get to the root, it has nothing to do with the current situation at all. It's just how they're currently navigating. So that's kind of, so I'm, my jam is all about belief systems and really allowing you to step into your life and your heart's desire without that limitation of other people's perspectives. And from my own personal journey, um, 
I mean, how do you really encapsulate the, your entirety of life where you feel kind of keeps handing you the next piece and the next piece? But for me, um, I think I was in Thailand when I was in my early 20s. And I, before then, like my whole life, I dealt with like depression and feelings like I just didn't fit in. I just didn't belong. And as soon as I was witness to this new culture, like dedicating their lives to Buddha and the honor and the respect of spirit, and I tried so hard to become a Buddhist, it just was not my path. <laughs> but from there, it like left me questioning like, well, you know, what do I believe in? And what's my journey? So it's been pretty cool because I started with doing some electromagnetic field reprogramming. And I just felt like it was so slow. Like I'm like, I, for the short amount of time I've lived my life, I'm going to spend double that now trying to overcome and heal, you know, the stuff I've experienced. And so I think my seeking for the more efficient way has led me on my journey. So from there it was Reiki and then Reiki, you know, introduced me into the angels and then the angels in the last year, they've been shifting and I'm not going to lie. I've had a lot of grief with how they told me they're kind of stepping back, but they're not going away. I know there's a lot of fear base with that, but we really are in this time and this precipice of needing these new higher beings to step in. So more of the ascended master energy or crystalline angels, um, are more coming in. So it's really letting go of these known notions of where we're at. And that's why I love the records because the guides kind of led me to the records and it has been the most efficient way for myself and my life. And I also have been honored because I'm, I'm in recovery. You know, I've been in a 12 step program for 12 years and I have been able to do so much more healing using the landscape of the Akasha. Like just all the trauma we have and we can get stuck in really truly for me, it's like this work has allowed me to feel some normalcy, live a life that I couldn't even expect a possibility. Sometimes I have to pinch myself when I remember back just how deep and dark it was at times and how these beings have constantly picked me up. So it's been a lifelong journey. And I know as soon as I think I've mastered it, I know there's going to be more and more. <laughs> so I am definitely a student for life, but I also feel so honored and blessed that like this is, this is part of my path. So. Yeah. And you're full time in your spiritual business, aren't you? Right now I am. Um, so I do work part-time as a flight attendant um, because right. I love to travel. But I'm going to share with you. So I have a phenomenal astrologer, Andrew Smith. He's based in the UK. And I had a session with him in November. And so with all the COVID stuff that's been going down right now, I was kind of working the last couple of weeks of the flights before all the borders shut. And so I heard with such crystal clear clarity, you need to bring your computer to work today and re-listen to your session. And as he was talking, I'm on this flight, we were ferrying the flight down, which means no passengers are on board, we're just taking people back. And he told me, he's like, so you're gonna have a death, he's like, you're in a Pluto transition, you're gonna have death to your business, career aspect. He's like, on around Irish day, what's that, March 17th? I was on the plane March 17th and that morning we were told we were getting laid off mm. and he was just talking about, he actually pulled the book for people in my Chiron and like all the things in my chart and he's reading to me from the book. He's like, if you don't believe me, he's like, these, these are the things that you were meant to do here. So I have taken that as a full spirit, like, let's do this. I'm all in and it has been really beautiful just to see the support that's come from that. I already am such a short amount of time. 
<laughs> I love that. And I don't think I've ever, though I've never had an Akashic record. So I'm going to book one with you after this because I've never had one. Me and Mel, we have another podcast called The Spirit Room. We were just talking about this this week. I'm like, I can't believe I've never had one. I have a friend who's studying it. And every time we go to do a practice one, she's like, no, 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 I'm not ready. I'm like, okay, okay. I'll just wait till you're ready. But I really want to have one. And so I have so many questions based off what you said. But out of all the readings I've ever had in my life, astrology has probably been one of the most accurate that I've ever experienced because it does come up with those specific dates. And I get an astrology reading every year too. And I can't believe how much the dates line up when people are looking at your transit years. And so I'm a big fan of astrology too. And I'll look into Andrew Smith because I just love astrology so much. Yeah. But um, I have a question, a couple questions. Um, if you'll, I love how you explained it. You have such beautiful language for your work. And um, that's so important because I think that the words that we select in this realm have vibrations to them. And I just have to say as a clairsentient, just like hearing you speak and using the words you use, my heart just like ignites and I'm sure that our listeners are going to have the same experience so you know kudos to you for um, finding that language for yourself and um, so when we talk about you know I love how you talked about how the angels were saying okay things are going to be shifting for you and that's probably a pivot for you spiritually as well right and so it's like okay we've done the angels and then what's a crystalline angel how come I haven't heard of that mm. so basically everything we've known up until now is transforming. So when we want to go look back towards, you know, other people, because often when we don't trust ourselves, we're like, this has to be in a book somewhere. And a lot of the new wisdom that's coming in, it isn't written down. Like we are the wisdom keepers to bring this through. So from what they have told me, so the crystalline energies come from like the Orpheum realm. And so it's like the highest hierarchy of the angelics. Um, so, but like the archangels, we usually are known for but the archangels roles are really changing right now and they really want like uh, for the collective for people to stop kind of putting them in these boxes and needing them to show up in a certain way because they can be even more impactful if we just allow them to be these energy and light beings and really right now on earth um you know we all know there's a lot of darkness a lot of corruption that's coming into the light. So the crystalline energies that are coming in have this crystalline frequency. And I see them as these really massive pillars of light. They don't necessarily have the angelic shape, but when I tune into and ask where they come from, they, they still show me the angelic realm, but it's like a very high energy that's coming in. And so they're really just taking a stand to not only give like Mama Gaia a little bit of a break, but she's processing so much that she needs some extra support. Yeah. So there's been at the start of this, year there's been these crystalline anchors that have also come into earth and they keep showing me they're they're navigating kind of around the equator line but they kind of slowly spiral spiral their way up and so it's really allowing us to clear and purge a lot of you know these belief systems and the hurt and the trauma we've held on to so i know a lot of people feel like they're going crazy right now or they don't really have that tangibility of like knowing what's going to happen after this but we're kind of on this rapid healing process and so the crystalline angels that have come in are just really holding that calibration so we can easier elevate and kind of ascend our energy to meet that and so we're all kind of on this fast track right now of healing and so that's kind of how they described it i know more will definitely come but i just see them as these massive pillars of light connected to the orpheum 
I love that. That sounds so fascinating. Cause I'll be honest with you too. Like I've done Calgary's angel tribe now for three and a half years. I'm certified. I'm on his website, all that fun stuff. But when I speak to the angels about the work that what they've told me is like, you don't need to hang a shingle about this. Like we'll come through when it's necessary. And so I even felt a big shift in angel work, even since 2016, when I started getting into it. So it's actually, I haven't thought about it that much. I just was like, okay, I'm taking angel stuff on my site because I find that they show up when there's real deep, intense healing needed. Um, and so in that way, I felt that kind of shift happen too within the past two years. Um, so fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. Thank you for explaining that. Um, about the Akashic, because I'm very new to kind of like understanding it. Um, so you talk about bringing up some like childhood wounds that may be keeping people from living their most fulfilled lives. Now, do you also delve into past life when it comes to the Akashic? Cause I know you can access those as well, or do you just stay within the realm of this experience? So for me, um, absolutely. I, so I won't do a past life regression session. I used to, but I find so many people attach onto, I was this in a previous life as kind of this escape mechanism. So though I know it's importance and it's work, but our past lives, and also if we're going down the rabbit hole, like of quantum physics, our parallel lives, which are simultaneously being lived, they all can impact us here and now. And what I love with the Akashic field is that if there is a past life block, the guides will bring me to it. Sometimes mm -hmm. I need to bring conscious light and share that. Other times they just say, you have a past life connector. Are you ready, willing, able to let that go? So it's really beautiful. Like I really have to trust and surrender and let them lead the way because that's the thing they know. Like they witness the, these souls evolve and they can see all the timelines and timeframes. So they are the ones I just allow them to navigate through. And that does require a lot of trust. And sometimes I'm like, how, how can I say this? And then when I do, it totally makes sense. So mm. it's always a lesson in learning, but yeah, our past life, our ancestral lineage, societal debris that's kicked up. We don't realize just how many energetics. So when people feel really stuck and they've tried everything, it, it makes sense because like when you can't consciously connect to all these pieces, it's like, you need to have a different way to really bring forward that healing and that freedom. And so for me, I I've found that with the records. And so it's like past life, present life, future self projections, you know, or different energetics of dreams that once were that our energy still going to um, really, truly, it's like the field of possibility, but um, they always show it to me as kind of this matrix and, and more energetics, but I do know different practitioners, they work with them differently, but that's just how they work with me. Yeah. So I was actually going to ask that, like, how, like, I imagine over the years, cause you've been doing this for a while. Like you've been doing this like longer than me. By the time I met you, I was like, wow, like you do so much. I'm so like excited for you. I was meeting all these people around that time who were so courageous in my eyes because I have such a chicken shit when it came to actually <laughs> stepping into this work fully. And so I wonder like what that process has been for you over the years. Cause it sounds like how you show up and offer the world will shift and evolve as you shift and evolve. And what used to be called a past life regression is just now called a what and how do you surrender to that because it's hard because when you're known for something how how has that process been for you I feel in some regards I feel 
grateful that I've kind of been flying under the radar a little bit because with my journey, like I, if like I've had clients that saw me from the beginning and what I do now is totally different and I've had people fall off. I've had people be like, I always wanted to work with you, but now it makes sense. So it's almost like they were waiting for me to step into this new role. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like, I've always, people always reference me as their like back pocket ninja that they like call in. So I haven't been as in the public eye with it, but the biggest shift was really stepping down from the title of angelic alchemist. Mm. So now when that came in, I was, that was really tough because when we title our business, when we have a business name, um, people then kind of know us like, Oh, you're the angelic alchemist. So that was the biggest shift. It was like, you know, identity connected to that. And then my connection with the angels, like I just had a assumed it was going to be my forever because when they came in, they just like phenomenally transformed my life. But now I just realize I just didn't trust myself. So I needed this energy and these beings to trust before I could really honor my sacred wisdom and what was coming through. So it's been a really fun journey. And this is what I actually love about transforming so much is because I think we limit ourselves to possibility. It's like when I get there, then I'll have made it. But it's like we often don't realize when we hit these markers, it might not actually be where we want to be. So then we got to like just sit and pause and allow that to transform. So I'm also very candid with my journey. Um, I am very honest about my addictions and all the pieces because I think we often put healers on pedestals or we think they've figured it out when, you know, we, we've also really had to transcend a lot of our own shadows within it. And for me, that has been the biggest gift within all of this is because it's like my desire to just be the best version of me that allows me to be in service even more people. Yeah, that's beautiful. What a beautiful way to explain that. I really like that. I, I really love your energy. I think people are going to be really interested in hearing this conversation. And one, and I appreciate your honesty about everything because that's what I promote on Spirit School. It's a vulnerable account and a vulnerable experience becoming like an intuitive or a medium. And it's not all rainbows and butterflies. And when you sign up to be of service to the world of spirit, your healing journey and your service journey are always going to be running in parallel. You're never going to overcome everything. There's always going to be different wounds that come up and you'll learn to build resilience against them all like as you figure out how powerful you are and one thing that really stuck with me what you said and I see it too was especially with people attached to past life I've seen that kind of happen um, and same with guides right and I was I was like that when I first discovered rediscovered my guide I handed everything over to him I was like my guide my guide my guide and I really put him up on a pedestal and it took me quite a few years into my development to kind of understand that what he was showing me is like you're made up of the same thing as me like you've been my guide you're just as wise and you have just as much wisdom in you and that was really transformational for me because it was the first time that I was okay going to myself for advice and going to myself for wisdom. And it was a huge transformational shift for me in understanding how powerful I was, mm. right? In, in the most non-ego sense, I guess <laughs> we could say. So yeah, no, I really, really enjoy that. So on your journey, because um, did your gifts kind of like awaken with you when you chose to be sober 12 years ago? Like, was there a, a linkage there? So 
there's a linkage. So it's been seven years. So drugs and drugs has been 12 years, but I didn't consciously go on the journey with that. I just, my system blew out with drugs. So I just knew it wasn't going to be a good path. Um, but so it's seven years ago. Um, so food is my number one addiction food, but alcohol also the same, like for alcohol, I was more of a binger for food. It was like my everyday and just living in this body that felt like hell. So at this point I had already been on the quote unquote, I always quote that spiritual journey. Cause like, what does that mean? <laughs> it's like, sure. it's our life. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I realized like I, there was only so much that I could come up against when, you know, and I just couldn't kind of break, like, I don't know, cross that like threshold until I really realized that I was really hiding under my addiction and I had not even been willing to see it up until then. So I'd spent probably about four or five years dedicated to the spiritual path while also really not doing that really deep, vulnerable, deep seated work. And so as soon as I really cleared myself up and I dealt with my eating disorder, I really, truly, it felt like this fog had lifted up and then my spidey senses started tingling. And that's when I actually realized my main source of intuition is auditory because up until that point, I always had that gut intuition and that gut feeling. And it wasn't until after that, that I really realized that that's actually my last line of defense that they kick in when it's like, you need to listen up. So it was a, like, yeah, we talked about that crazy making because all of a sudden I'm hearing voices. And it's like, and then you're like, what? Like, do I belong in a mental hospital? Like, I had to really check myself. Yeah. But it really did transform the way I was as an intuitive and how I received. And, and that was really exciting. And it also gifted me that space when you do face that, those moments of relapse potentially. And it's like, it gave me that clarity of, you know, the other side and how good it could be like continuing on with that journey. I love that. I have an addictions past as well. I don't talk about it very much, but I'm not a binger. I'm an everydayer. Like I'm a ride or die. So it's like, I was never the smoker that could just smoke on Fridays. I was never the drinker who could just have one glass of wine on a Saturday. I was like, no, every night at five o'clock I need to have, like, I'm just that like OCD about it and food too. I have a big food addiction as well, which I'm still uncovering constantly. Um, so I appreciate you being really honest about that too. And, um, so another thing I really wanted to ask you was last week I recorded this episode, which was very popular and I hadn't received much more messages from anything else I've ever done than this episode. And it was titled like, when do you know you're good enough? Mm -hmm. So like, when did you reach a point in your development where you're like, I just need to get out there and serve. Right. And that, that over trumped the fear and the doubt so like, what was that experience for you when it came to like fear and doubt? Is it now? Am I, should I be doing this? Et cetera, et cetera. I feel like that in itself, it's been an evolution. Cause I remember the very first time I went to a networking meeting where I was getting that internal nudge, like you need to connect with people in this realm. And I was like standing up and my voice was squeaking. <laughs> it was like, as I was terrified, but then there became a shift where I was like, I'm still making this about me. And it was like that aha, that if I'm really 
in my fear about this, I can't actually be in service because I'm not going to be fully just in that allowance of support for other people. So funny enough, I know Doreen Virtue, that's like a whole nother story. (laughs) But I went to one of her uh, courses and it was like very strange. It was this big rock star energy. The room was filled, but it was to learn how to read Oracle cards because up until that point, I hadn't really delved into that. And out of that, it was there, there just something clicked after that. And her advice that I took from this whole day thing was like, it's just blah, just let whatever's coming in, just say it, like just explain it. And I don't know if it was just that external permission to give myself just to let it all go. But as soon as I did that, it was kind of like the, oh, like, and when I think it took time because some people, I had to see it to land and I was still kind of nervous. But then the more when I realized the more truthful I could be, or the more I just allowed what I was experiencing to support people come through, it was just so clear to me that it was spirit was guiding the whole way. And it wasn't until I think my retreat even two years ago where I fully showed up for these women and I had to really hone the space of integrity and hold the energy for what I wanted. Um, of Because I'm very, I, I go deep with my stuff. Like my stuff isn't like a light kind of 101. It's like, we're showing up. This is soul work. Like this is shadow and messy, but elation and beautiful. And it was after that where I, after the weekend, I just cried because I just was like, this is where I'm meant to be. And I was able just to put my stuff aside the whole weekend. So when that desire for me of being in service, I have to remind myself, like, it's not about me. It's like, I'm here to use my voice, to use the tonality of how things come through me. And it, I ended up realizing it's a disservice to make it about myself. And so it's, it was that shift of just knowing that it's like, as many people as I can help, like I'm so honored to be in that realm. And so, and that was like a really big shift for me to show up is just that focus on other people. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that's one thing I tell a lot of my students too, is before you go into a reading, you get really nervous, but, but what, right? And so I have to remind myself of that before every single reading. I say, this is not about me. I get my ego to just take a seat on the bed because I always do my readings in my bedroom. I love my bedroom. <laughs> it's my favorite room in my house. And then I just say, how can I serve today? And so it's a beautiful mindset to have. And that's one thing a teacher said to me once, when in fear, fall into service, mm-hmm. right? Just fall into service. And every time you'll be, you'll be cared for, you'll be taken care of and you'll be allowed to take care of others. Um, And I saw that you did retreats and I thought that was really cool because I feel like that's kind of like a next step for me. So I'll probably hit you up when it's time. And it's like, I was hoping to do one in fall, but given, you know, the recent states, I'm like, I'm just not going to plan anything right now. Right. So I love that. And I wanted to ask you about your clear audience too, because when I have clear audience, it's always my own voice. And then I'm able to actually discern the energy difference between my voice and spirit's voice. But I rarely hear an, like not an external voice, but like another voice. So with yours, you hear different tones and everything like that with your clear audience. Yes. So when I first started, like this is when I was like, that was when they first started coming in. Archangel Michael was the very first voice that I consciously knew was not mine. And it was big and booming and masculine. And when I tune into the clear audience, it always feels like it's coming kind of from the back of my head. So it Mm. feels very different. So if I'm talking to myself, I normally feel it more in the forehead, but when there's guidance, I kind of feel it around the ears and towards the back of the head. So now I don't need them to filter in that way. So I won't necessarily receive 
auditory kind of nudges like that. But that being said, I did have a session the other day where they made me talk like a Southern belle. (laughs) And my client was like, oh my God. And it was just such a connector for her. So they often, when they now use the tone or they'd use accents, I know that there's it's to pay attention to because it's part of it. But now that I have the trust with them, I always set the intention that whatever is to come through is in the highest and greatest good. So I don't necessarily need them to create or shift the voices. I can tell the energetic uh, dissonance basically with it now. I love that. I love that. And that's, I, I have such a hard time describing it to people when I say, when I receive mediumship information, it comes from behind me. And when I'm picking up more psychic information, it's coming from in front of me. And so I love hearing somebody else actually talk about that discernment. Cause I'm like, am I crazy? Like, am I like micromanaging my abilities here because I'm so detailed about it, but I love it. I mean, you're totally my girl. I'm like, I'm so glad to, to hear somebody else explain it like that as well. I love it. Love it. Um, very cool. Like I, I figure like I'm more sentient in the way where I take isms, like my whole body moves the way that their loved one moved. And I do things with my hands that they used to do. Like it's just a very physical experience for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been messing and bringing in that clear audience a lot more since I started doing group events earlier this year. And it's been a lot of fun. I really like the clear audience. I think it's like a lot of fun and it does require tr- like trust and faith. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So very cool. So, um, God, I could talk to you forever, like without a doubt, but I do want to talk about the dragons because, well, there's a couple things. One, I want to go back to where you talked about, cause I don't know a whole lot about quantum physics. Like I'm still so like, I'm only seven years into like my own development journey. So I have so much more to learn. But when you described the parallel universes, it was kind of like the first time that it struck me because what spirit showed me last year through healing experience I took spirit school listeners through, through one of the moon episodes was I was really struggling with not believing in myself. Like I saw other people believed in me, but I just didn't own it myself. And I was like, what do other people see in me that I just don't see? Cause they see something. I had just received a grant, like a huge grant. And when spirit got me to sit down, they got me to talk to a younger version of myself. And it was the first time that I didn't believe in myself when I was like seven years old. And even recently I took my class last week through a guided meditation where spirit had me put all their past versions of themselves in front of themselves. And when you said that, I was like, that's what's happening. There is this parallel kind of universe. This is why we can talk to the versions of ourselves that had once lived. Okay. I'm butchering this explanation, but literally, but I, it makes sense in my head and I'm having a hard time saying it, but it's like, of course we can talk and heal to the past versions of ourselves because they're still active. They're still here. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Maybe you could describe it a bit better than me, but I'm like, something's just clicking for me. That's why I'm saying it like this. See if I can ask for a divine explanation because quantum physics just blows my mind. Like, uh, but how it's been described with me is that at any given moment, there's all fields of possibility. So back in the day, I had the opportunity to choose to either become a flight attendant or I was offered a scuba diving internship in the Florida Keys. So in two different parallel lives, both of those were realities. Just in this consciousness, I'm aware of what's going on here and now. 
Mm. And the beauty of it is when we take responsibility for our healing, we then get to clear those other timelines. So now when I really connect in with my internal wisdom and self, I always ask to meet my highest soul self because she already knows like she's living in that highest timeline potential. So she can help navigate and shift and guide me. So it's like, I often see like, when I, they show me like the quantum field and they'll show me like different people, but in different states and like with different jobs and like emotions. And, you know, at the same time, it's like, we're all possibilities and potentials in every given moment. It's just what we're tapping into and what our soul is. And so that's when, so even with past lives, they often just describe it as a parallel life because that's still within the plane of existence because as a soul, we're infinite. We have all the experiences as one within us. It's just because we're consciously connected to the here and now and our experience is consciously connected here and now. And that's when it gets like, this is even with my own mind, like they'll explain things to me just so I can understand it. But I know it's probably just like a portion of the like possibility. I know. Well, and me sitting here talking to you, like, I feel like I'm talking at like a grade one level and like, you're talking like at like a grade 12 level. I'm like, I have so much to learn, (laughs) so much to learn. And I love it. And I feel like one of the things like when people, when I first came out as a medium, people kept coming to me and like wanting me to tell them what to do with their lives. And I hated that. Like it was the worst energy. It was like, I'm like, why are you giving me all your power? It feels icky. Like you got to decide what you want for your life. I can come up with why you want to give me your power. Like I can tune into why you feel disempowered to make this decision yourself. Right. But when I asked spirit, when I went to my guides and you know, whoever's listening to me and guiding me, I'm just like, like, why does it work like this? Like, why are people so like, what do I need to do? And I've been in that situation myself. And what they've always told me is you can't mess it up. Like, you can't make a wrong decision. Like, you can make a decision that leads you here and a decision that leads you here and a decision that leads you here, but none of them are wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? And so I think you're kind of saying the same thing in a much more intelligent way. <laughs> like, let's bring this back to like easy terminology. <laughs> No, it's fascinating. It's exciting me. It's getting, I love being excited because I love learning new things. Like I'm never complacent in my like spiritual development path. I'm always like, Ooh, so now you've kind of sparked something in me. I've always kind of like put quantum physics to the side because like I've never been a scholar. And so I'm like, I hear the word physics and I'm turned off. I'm like, I'm not going to get it. But even hearing you talk, I'm like, I should rewatch the matrix. (laughs) I feel like I need to rewatch the matrix now from a different lens, but, um, I love it. And I wanted to, to just, when you talk about like dragons and stuff, because I was never attracted to Doreen because she always talked about mermaids and stuff. And I was like, I don't know where to go with this. Right. And of course I grew up with like the little mermaid and I've always been a little bit of a skeptical medium. And that's kind of something I'm overcoming myself. But like when, when you started talking about dragon energy, I was actually attracted to it. I was like, Oh, like I've never even heard about this. So can you just explain that a little bit? Um, and like how it's so powerful and is it from the lens of like they did once exist? Cause I also just watched game of Thrones last year too. So <laughs> I'm all into dragons now. Uh, so first off, I think it's, I'm just going to mention, I think it's phenomenal that you're a skeptic medium because I think it's, we need to have that discernment because I often will sit and ask questions and I think it's so important. So I just wanted to make that note. Yeah. <laughs> 
with the dragons, Diana Cooper's work has actually been really phenomenal. Like I, I just love her energy. She connects in with this ascension energy so beautifully. She does a lot of work with the archangels, but it's more her dragon power and these ascension pieces that she brings in that really lights me up. And so she has a deck and everything, but the dragons kind of just started appearing one day. Like I've lived down by Chinatown for 11 years now, and I don't know if it was just always being under the influence of dragons around, but I see them in clouds and I see like their energy kind of in the water and there's different elements you know you can really go down a rabbit hole and I'm it is not my forte like I call them in they're like beautiful friends but I definitely am not the expert on all things dragon um but the yeah the fire dragons are really potent for me I know I have a lot of sun energy and just a lot of purification uh, with you know my clients that I do so often they'll be in the background of support to really just help clear that energy away so even often and like right now they're just showing me like so even with the violet flame will be in the middle but on the external of that they're showing me the dragons are purifying the rest of the energy just to make sure everything's transmuted within it so my heart really connects in with the air dragons and a lot of the fire dragons but there's earth and there's different elements um the ethers so often i just let them support me i i yeah the galactic ones are really helping with ascension right now on earth so they're just kind of making themselves known for people to go back to that possibility and I think it's hilarious because my husband is a massive Dungeons and Dragons nerd. So mm -hmm. even before consciously, I'm like, he was already invoking the dragons. <laughs> he didn't know his power just by playing the game. So. Have you played with him? No, I haven't. <laughs> I'm like, I bet you'd kill him in it. <laughs> I love it. I've always been like a gaming nerd. Like I was a world ranked gamer when I was younger, like from 13 to 23. Um, and that is one game I just, I couldn't even touch. I was like, I will go so far down this rabbit hole. I'm like, I can't, I can't. <laughs> so I've stayed away from that game. Thank God. But, um, but I love it. Okay. So to kind of like wrap this up before I hand it over to you to tell people how they can work with you, um, how they can find you. Cause I'm sure tons of people are going to want to reach out to you after this, including myself. And I have to say just like, first and foremost, like sitting in your energy is just so, like uplifting. Like I've had a really hard day and I even postponed this by 20 minutes. Cause I was like, I need to go for a walk right after my kids went to bed. And it's just like super uplifting, uplifting, just like sitting in your energy. I love it. It's so beautiful. So thank you for agreeing to be on spirit school with me. And I know the listeners are going to love it. Um, so what's like the best advice you've ever gotten? What's like the best advice? I know I spring this on you. You can use it as a quote or you can just use it as like the best advice. Like the best advice I've ever received in my development journey has been lighten up. <laughs> and that like stuck with me. <laughs> mm, oh my God. That's such a good question. <laughs> it feels like there's nuggets that evolve and then like a download will come in and I'm like, yes, like, or someone says something, but I'm going to just take a moment and just feel into this. I really, it's so funny. It's coming in. It's like, so the journey to being able to say yes without resentment and no without guilt. Mm. And 
I know that sounds like it's not necessarily connected, but to me, it's like that matter of integrity. So it's like really, truly like, am I happy with how I'm showing up right now? If I'm not, no judgment, but what can I do to tweak that? And a big learning for me in my life is I would be such a people pleaser, such a rescuer, such a caretaker that when I said yes, I would put so much you know, onto that or like expectation from the other person. And if I said no, like sometimes I actually, it's like a pretty like, excuse my language, but shitty move is like, I couldn't say no. I was so crippled by the fear of saying no, that often I would just ghost. So to come back to that integral part and to be able to stand in my power and really claim my yeses and my nos without expectation, without anything from anyone, it was like that biggest piece of that part of me that can just really stand solid with my knowingness of what I need. And it sounded like such a foreign concept before, but you know, it still isn't always easy to say no, you know, to something or, you know, to really honor your yeses when it might not value other people. But for me, the the moment I stand out of my own integral compass, it's like, it just is all over because I have been, I've made such a pact with myself that I need to live connected to my heart. And so I would probably say, I know this is a long (laughs) explanation, but I would probably say for me, it was like just that ability to say yes without resentment and no without guilt. I love it. I think that's fascinating. And I wrote it down because I liked it that much. (laughs) Cool. Okay. So how can our people find you? Yeah. So I love Instagram. Like Instagram is probably the best place to find me. So uh, Rochelle Paye, um, it's R-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-P-A-Y-E-R. Um, my website's RochellePaye.com. But mainly I find like Instagram right now is my jam. Like I find, I just love the visual. I've been doing a lot more IGTVs right now just to really help people light up. I am hosting a retreat in the craziness of this all, but uh, the timing is going to shift, I think, until more mid end of June. But I'm hosting a Soul Evolution retreat. It's really about activating our hearts and ourselves. And it's kind of rebelling against society because if we can live our life on our own terms, like that is like the ultimate rebel role. So I love that the guides wanted to bring that in and really bring in support even with these times of uncertainty. And then also I will be launching, if you tune into my Insta, I will be launching a nine month Ascension program for the light body. This was such a big download that came in last year. I hosted um, a program to help people tap into their intuition. But this year, it's just really about helping people navigate the energetics that are happening right now. So that's going to be launching and starting off in May. Um, All the back end stuff, this download just came in so hard. So I'm just putting that all together. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, there's lots of really fun, exciting things on the horizon. And I just can't wait to share them. So yeah, it would be honored and yeah <laughs> I love that and for the people listening I'll have all this in the show notes so you can just like click to her profile click to her website click to everything that she's got going on and I highly recommend it you will love her energy as much as I do and I'm sure people just like feel it while they're listening too so I really appreciate your time and energy coming on and, and blessing us here at Spirit School 